Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast about dating and everything else your ears want to hear. Thank you for joining us for yet another week of 2020. are thrilled you're here. We're almost out of 2020. Not that it's going to be like immediately better in 2021, but we're getting there. Um, We are so excited for our ep today. Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited. So so we're having a guest on that if you're a listener to our Patreon, you have already heard her. Um, It's my, my darling friend from college, Carlin, and she's hilarious. And um, she is out there and dating in Chicago dating in a pandemic and just has I think a really healthy attitude about it and a lot of like optimism without it being uh toxic positivity there we yes. go it was <laughs> our favorite review of all time shout out to yeah that you. amazing person we should get their name because we I have her name I just want to make sure okay. she's okay with me saying it she is a fellow yeah. Boston College Eagle so just through and through love um I'll do that DM though (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah so we're gonna talk to Carlin a little bit about her dating life dating in the pandemic um she's like I said just a really hilarious person uh and we're gonna have that interview in a little bit but before then before then gonna do it we're gonna do it well Liza here in Los Angeles we are on stay at home again and I am not being glib you know how paranoid I am about this horrible disease pandemic virus it's a virus and a pandemic it's not a disease but I feel very much like when cities put you back into lockdown rules around that lockdown should make sense so last week pre-thanksgiving restaurants had shut down outdoor dining fine sucks fine like bail out the restaurants this week we cannot gather in parks or at the beach with anyone who's not in our household though those things are open We can't have people over to our home outside. We, you know, and again, I'm lucky. I have Tony in my house and, you know, people with roommates are lucky. But if you didn't have a roommate and you were following all the rules, you could really only see your friends if you went to Target with them or mini golf with them or a nail salon with them because all of those things are still open. Lower capacities. I understand the economy. This is not a pandemic podcast, but I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here, LA? Anyway, all that is to say, it feels like March again. And so I'm going to have to get deep into content consumption in a Content. Well, I look, that is not ideal, but I'm glad that LA is doing something about it. I continue to walk around New York and see people dining in these outdoor I'm air quoting outdoor oh my god I can't with those those are there people are building like closed greenhouses <laughs> and calling it outdoor dining because it's on the sidewalk I'm like well there has four walls so it's not outdoors I I've got to say that's where I'm like I just don't get it that I don't yes. understand for one tiny second that's indoor dining 
outside. It's insane. And the fact that the the kids are out of school and a lot of kids are suffering for that, but they have not closed down indoor dining, outdoor dining, gyms, nail salons, any of it is um, especially, well, whatever. No one cares. My hot takes on de Blasio, but it's frustrating. And I wish that um, there was like a little bit more guidance here uh oh god uh, new york uh, one you've li- you're listening to the new york one podcast I and know, the right? ktla <laughs> podcast My local news takes. baby I'm sandy kenyon the sandy kenyon is the, the new york times the, is the is the new york one theater critic that's the most oh no the movie critic movie critic he's always in the back of yellow cabs when we took those when life was different things were different yep. anyway sandy kenyon woo. Um, but you know what, However, Liza, we content. are helping you. That's content. That's a good fucking segue. Sandy <gasps> Kenyon is a direct segue to content. Now, the Sandy Kenyon-sponsored content consumption corner. Just Ugh. kidding. Well, consumption only. Okay. We do need an intro to our consumption corner if this pandemic goes on much longer, which it seems it shall. Uh, you know, I'd love a little musical intro. Shout mm-hmm. out to our musically inclined listeners. Do I... Did, have they gone too far? Perhaps. But you know what? I'll take whatever giggles I can give <laughs> Some chimes. Some something. Chimes. <laughs> okay. Um, like magic. So, oh my gosh. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? I think what will go first is the show that wrapped on HBO Sunday night called The Undoing featuring Nicole Kidman and her coats. Liza, let's just both do this. <laughs> <laughs> her coats and her wigs. Ugh, coats and girl. wigs. Coats Those and wigs. wigs. And everyone's, like, every vulture, the cut. I feel like maybe I'm only singling out New York Mag. I don't even know if they wrote these articles, but so many posts about her coats, and I don't like the coats. They seem like coats a therapist would wear, but I don't like them one bit. They're yeah. ugly. She had one coat I really liked. She had a, a like a, it was like a bathrobe style coat with a tie, and I loved oh, that yes. coat. And then all the other coats were like, embroidered brocade there was a lot of pattern there was a lot of color like are you a a victorian ghost in the night wandering through new york it was just not it was a lot anyway this show was released week by week it's a whodunit it's on netflix we are not going to spoil it but i would skip ahead at 30 seconds twice because we will go for a minute in case we just like you don't even want to know our reaction because i think that could ultimately maybe spoil it i may also accidentally spoil it not by saying what happens but by saying my my reaction i think agreed is gonna spoil it anyway i if you're gonna skip ahead i will keep it to i will keep mine to 60 seconds starting now okay kimmy you're gonna hate this because you already told me you didn't like the ending (laughs) i kind of liked it you did I did, but only because I was like, I wanted it. I wanted the obvious answer to be the answer in this case. That was me spoiling it Mm. because I was like, how can a twisted, fucked up, problematic person like this get (laughs) trying so hard to spoil? But like, you know, I know I already spoiled it, whatever. But it's like, but it. I, I felt like it would have been too much of a stretch and I wanted him to be guilty also because I wanted, I think Hugh Grant's performance is killer. I think he should fucking win awards. Yeah. And I just, I think, you know, the husband always did it. That's true. And I felt like it felt, there was something about it that felt right to me of like, yeah, the twisted, lying, manipulative, cheating man, of course, did it. It wasn't some conspiracy theory between Lily Rabe and Donald Sutherland. Okay, that's 60 seconds. Or the, yeah, I still have 11 seconds on my timer. Or the 12-year-old, you know, the 12-year-old who has a violin case. Okay. Well, anyway, okay, spoiling is over. But you didn't like the ending. I just didn't like the ending. 
I guess I don't know what I would have hoped though because oh that's the timer <laughs> we're gonna keep it in um that was 60 seconds plus a couple more but I just uh ooh. the show is is intriguing but it's not necessarily a good show it was really fun to kind yeah. of all like sort of hate watch something together I feel totally. you know what else I feel like this is happening with and I'm gonna watch this before next week is the happiest season which <gasps> that was on my list okay I watched it you watched yeah. it okay so I'll wait for you but I feel like some people are having different takes on it I think it might have to do with the mm-hmm. ending as well but um really excited to watch it it's on Hulu you will talk about it but any who yeah, basically the undoing was disappointing, but also could it have what, – what else could it have been? Let us know. DM us. I want to know what you all think about the undoing because it has to do with yeah. dating so much because don't get murdered by the person you're dating. Exactly. Okay. Don't believe the lies of a charming person. Um, I also saw a hilarious tweet. God, I wish I remember who tweeted this because it made me laugh. That before the finale aired so this is not any kind of spoiler this was like just a joke that someone tweeted beforehand and it was like uh my my bet is on donald southern sutherland's eyebrows for the killer <laughs> or something that just made me they're fall. truly the like ooh, the most epic iconic old man eyebrows just those like wild squirrely little wild you know mm. Wow. Wispy, but but full. Amazing. And okay, we just um, must shout out um, the woman who plays the lawyer. She's incredible. Haley um, uh, Fitzgerald. Sorry, I'm yeah, doing Noma, her name. Yeah, Noma. Her first name's Noma. She played Hermione in the West End. Oh, yes. On um, In the, the original Harry Potter play. Yep, yep. She's just so fucking incredibly talented. And it's, uh, yeah, great. Noma... Dumezweni, I may be mispronouncing that. I will get it right next time because she she's is really like, talented. I'm like all of the awards. That's incredible acting. Yes, Howevskis. I have I have a bone to pick with her performance, the prosecutor's performance, it, all the lawyers in this show for some reason, and the public defender who got fired. The like whatever. They're all clearly British actors. That show, oh. I just don't think they spent a lot of money on that show. I think they should have spent a little bit more money on dialect. <laughs> Literally everyone. I I listened to an interview with Hugh, Hugh Grant because he's the only one with a British accent, yet everyone is from another country. Like Nicole Kidman slips into her accent every episode for a couple Fully. couple lines there. The child is, I think, British as well or from oh my another God. place. And He's the only one I didn't clock. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I'm like, you you did it right. Like, you just yeah. said, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm just going to be British. I'm going to be the British. The prosecutor was killing me this episode with the axe. I think that um, the woman who played Noma, I think, did the best of the people I'm listing. But the prosecutor, oh, yeah, the prosecutor. was killing me. Yep. And the public defender who only was in the first, like, three episodes, the, the first lawyer Hugh Grant had, who was kind of like a, you know, schlubby guy, whatever, he was like British or Scottish or Irish, but trying to do a Brooklyn accent. And it was rough. Yeah. You know who else crushed it, though? And he is Ismael. Ismael. Oh, he crushed it. So he was he's yeah. good. We we know Ismael. Ismael we, we pretend yeah. to know him better than we do. But he's been a great friend to us back in the day. Who's in our little web series. Yes. He's the now gentleman he's in who every played, show. Um, Elena's husband, if you're watching, and uh, he acted in our web series. He's so talented and such a fucking nice person. He's someone who it's like, I am so God, I'm happy for anyone's success, but he is just someone like cheerleading forever. He's so, so cool and nice and generous. And go follow Uh, him. But he had a great scene. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. He had a great scene in the finale, too, when he busted into that room and was yelling. I was like, that was some fucking good acting. Yeah. He's a talented human 
He is a talented human. Okay, Liza, what else are you watching? Well, I was going to talk about Happiest Season. (laughs) I know how the end doing. It's okay. It's having a cultural moment, and we love a cultural moment. Yes. Um, So I was going to talk about Happiest Season. I won't talk about it too extensively because I'll wait till you watch it. But Mm. here's my thing. It's like, it's a rom-com, and hence, it's not like that good, but I like loved it. Like, it was the first time in a while where I've watched a rom-com. I mean, I feel like it it holds rank with the rom-coms we grew up liking with like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and, you know, The Wedding Planner and shit like that. Where you're like, this is a not a great movie, but like I really cared about all the characters. I was invested in the relationship. Like it just I really enjoyed it. I started it being like, I'm probably not going to finish this because it's like a streaming Christmas movie. And then I watched the whole I said I have been as I was I was telling Kimmy offline I've been like living kind of nocturnally so I started it at like two in the morning and I just stayed up and watched the whole whole thing I was having a great time I'm excited to see it I think you know yeah it's on Hulu um just for people looking to check it out and I just I'm I'm excited I feel like there's a lot of Twitter discourse I think people didn't like how it ended again like like I said um so there's like yeah I want to see it before someone spoils it for me I've seen too many memes where I'm already knowing something totally about something yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I don't think that um if the, even if it gets spoiled I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll ruin anything for you but I actually read an interview today with oh my god the cool woman who's the director Duval. Um, who's also an actor Clea Duval, uh where she talks about the ending and why she did it that way cool and it was interesting we'll talk about it next week when you when you um watch it awesome we could also do Our, a little yeah patreon or something since it's a holiday movie um totally we could, yeah let us know if you want us to do any if you're not a bachelorette fan if you want us to do patreon for non-bachelorette content with this holiday holidating there's a holidating movie it's called holidating liza on netflix i saw oh my god we have to watch we have it. to do that for patreon um it will be i think you know you'll hear us talk with carlin in a minute it will be one of those like rom-coms with like 17 year olds but you know like why are all the teens having the rom-com moments um they used to make rom-coms for 30 somethings but no more um okay Holy. oh also speaking of patreon we're we are talking about bachelorette but we're doing it on the patreon we're not doing our five minute batch recaps because some people don't watch it but if you go to our Patreon, which is linked below, you can join for literally a dollar a month, and uh, we will talk about the Bachelor every Bachelor episode in depth. Sometimes we have friends like Carlin. It's really, really fun. We love doing it. We'll be back this week. Yeah. It's all um, for fun so that you can join and have content versus us trying to make money right now because it's 2020. No one's making money. That's like We just want more community, and it's fun to kind of be behind a little bit of a wall and be a little freer, I will say. Uh, yes, Liza. Okay, anything else on your consumption list? That's basically it. I've been watching a lot of just random garbage that's not worth talking about. Totally. You know, like not even good garbage that I would like to discuss. Just re-watching shit to fall asleep. No, you know, it's it's been one of those weeks. No, I hear you. I feel that I've been watching a lot of the same things, but... I will follow up on an earlier like I I was telling Liza I need to stop with these murder Sundays because then I don't sleep well and I guess the undoing is over but I've also I mentioned this documentary it's a four-part documentary on uh, HBO Max so it comes on or they, they prompt me to watch it on Sundays when it gets released after the undoing and it's murder on Middle Beach and it's a documentary that the son of a victim of a murder in like small town Connecticut 
made during his time in film school and then all the way up through now. And it is talk about a whodunit every episode. Like the first episode, I was like, that person did it. The second episode, I was like, that person did it. Now I'm like, that person might have done it? What? And I don't know if there's any end because it is real life, but it is just, it is not just like, here's a murder. What it looks like, it is so much more complex. There's some multi-level marketing mixed in. It becomes like, in in what world are there this many options of who may have killed this mother? Like, it's just, it's all, mm. but it's very dark. It's very sad. It's like the perfect family from the outside. Things just can be so different. Anyway, I would say, though, it's like very, I'm going to keep watching it, even though it freaks me the fuck out. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to start it tonight. I yeah. like, I feel like I'm ready now that undoing's over. I'm curious. I'm from an area that's not super far from where this took place. So I'm like additionally yeah. interested because it's a little bit of like hometown, hometowny, even though it's not my hometown. But no, I was thinking because it's such a like, I don't, I like looked up, it's not far from New Haven, but it's just like a very unique part of Connecticut that I'm not as familiar with. So I'm curious as to your feeling on it. Um, yeah, I guess it's a little further from, um, where I live but I don't care I'm, I'm no, claiming it as a local I, I think you'll Connecticut's know I think, yeah I think you'll know because on the coast there I just I feel I feel that for many reasons you'll have lots of context anyway have been watching that what else have I done oh I did watch seduced did I say this last week Liza seduced oh I don't think so uh it's so much better than than the vow and I it's the other nexium thing I did exactly what um documentary nothing it, I did exactly what Liza said I did the stars trial and then I canceled it because you will blow through it it's four part it is from the victim's perspective as Liza said it's so much more like what happened is actually so much darker than I realized and the vow I feel irresponsible for recommending it now because this is so right much I was shocked yeah. when I watched seduce I was like Fuck the vow and I watched the vow every goddamn second and just yep. sucked it up even though it wasn't like the best um, but but yeah, it was really wild. And it doesn't feel very overlappy. You start to I, I just feel like a deeper understanding for like how these people got sucked in, the nuances of like what level of membership or involvement you were. And I'm so effing glad this man is going away forever in jail forever. Like it's also shorter than the vow. I'm it's four parts and it's so much more compelling. But anyway, yeah, that is that dude. Jeff got into after we watched Seduce Jeff got into like a deep internet hole one night when he was reading a ton of shit about Keith Raniere and I think this is like irresponsible to spread because it may not be true but there is some talk online about how many women in his life died under very mysterious circumstances including certain types of cancers that like also overlap with um, symptoms of being slowly poisoned by certain things no, no this is me no. spreading speculation okay but I mean, this is you a know, conspiracy theory. Should I cut this out? Is it irresponsible? I don't. It's not QAnon, so we're fine. And he's a murderer. <laughs> he's in jail or, forever. He's not a murderer. <laughs> I, that was irresponsible. He's. I don't. I don't think he's a murderer. But I, I, but he's a rapist. So we're gonna we're gonna shit on him and like lightly think theorize on that. Um. Okay. So that's. Mm, I'm gonna go down that hole later. I will indeed. <laughs> and what else, Liza? What else? I've been such a bad watcher of things I have obviously been you know my favorite thing Potomac comes out Sunday nights so then I watch it Monday nights and then the bachelorette is Tuesday nights and then Salt Lake City Housewives is Wednesday nights and then I'm like oh it's the weekend so it's been great for quarantine I have also been crushing God love a boyfriend who can just crush like it's not Bravo lifetime with you I know Married at First Sight has I've talked about it before 
I have come back to it. I'm on season 11, so the season that they filmed, and then it became the pandemic. But it doesn't become the pandemic until kind of further along into the season. And God, I don't know why I love this show so much. I understand why people don't like it, but it's just like watching these people and some particular assholes and then some like real a really sweet couple I'm actually going to try to have someone from season 11 on the podcast Amani she is just my favorite and I feel like maybe she would do it but I have to see what yes, happens I'm gonna first. maybe I'll watch this season because I tried the first season and like the first season of anything has some I- kinks to iron out you know so the format has changed a lot remember it's the love is blind producers so by now mm-hmm. they've done so much more like love is blindy type stuff like they I forget if in the first season they all went on the honeymoon together or they make the couples check in with each other or all the women and all the men it's just it feels it felt interesting and then again I hate any of this like now we're incorporating the pandemic content but it is really interesting that they just have to shut down production while they're all living in their couple housing like and then Crazy. they have to film them each other. So the experiment goes on way longer than it normally does. And I don't know. Like, I I don't know. It's like, it's definitely some like misery porn adjacent things when you're watching this. But also some of the couples, I'm like, this is so sweet. Anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I, I am intrigued and excited. I'm going to, Where do you stream it somewhere? So this is the thing about season 11. This is really where it's gotten to. We were like, ooh, it's New Orleans. We really want to watch it. So we logged in using a cable login that is not our own. It is Tony's parents. Um, His mom's, I think, to the Lifetime app, which has got tons of commercials and glitches. But it it is a beautiful experience, you know, just like you get to tune out on your phone for a little bit and then look back. It's not, maybe soon it will be like fully on Netflix or something. But yeah, I don't hate. TV with commercials it does like harken back it, there's something nostalgic about it for me I like to go get a snack at the commercial take my pee breaks like yeah it makes me feel like a kid again sometimes which I don't know why I like this is fully a thing that is going to die with our generation it does, <laughs> I know well except okay this is not the topic of this podcast Gen Z does watch a lot of YouTube so I think they're down with ads too we'll see we'll see we'll that's see that's true that's all true. right and now these Consumption. places peacock and whatever anyway exactly um, yep God, also just love loving TikTok. Apparently there's this trend that's existed on TikTok or just among Gen Zs of going on Zillow. Maybe I talked about this and like picking a zip code and like a budget and then like looking on Zillow. Like Gen Z's obsessed with going on Zillow and like knowing different houses. And I'm like, that is a fun first date thing. Go on Zillow mm. with your virtual date and give yourselves a budget and a, a town in the US and like a job that you have and then or just a budget. Find your dream house. Find your like share it. See what your, each other's that. taste is like anyway. Oh my God, Kimmy, I have to give an update, a quick update. Yes. I am so obsessed and addicted to Dumois. Oh yes. I mean, this is true. Last week, Kimmy recommended this. It's a, it's a Instagram account where someone anonymously posts blind gossip items about celebrities and people send in their like celebrity interaction stories. And she just posts stories about it all day. And I am obsessed I am like it is like a treat to check yes it's it like is. I'm going to Instagram just to see what she's posting deliciously irresponsible thing. like consumption and I yep it's great it's, I just 10 out of 10 recommend and I 10 out of 10 recommend this interview oh <laughs> look at me trying to be smooth <laughs> with Carlin it's not an interview this is like you know we know we understand that Liza and I aren't dating and so we wanted to bring someone on who Liza loves who I love as well who is dating and is very funny and willing to share um her experience dating so very excited for you all to meet to meet Carlin to hear from Carlin and um please follow us and rate review subscribe it means the world 
we haven't gotten join a secret facebook group oh and check out the patreon and all of it um we're gonna take a super quick ad break and then we'll be back with carlin Woo. <laughs> okay we are so excited to be joined by carlin liza's friend who is my new friend <laughs> My. Yes, I was like, don't leave yourself out, Kimmy. We're, We're all friends. friends. We just haven't met in real life yet. But um, thank you so much for coming on and talking dating with us. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Also, our love is strong enough that we don't have to meet in person. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if any, if we've learned anything else from 2020, love can grow on Zoom. And it has. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to have like a new pandemic friendship blossoming, right? I feel like there's a couple people I've now only met on Zoom where I'm like, oh, we kind of know each other now, like from work <laughs> and like podcast stuff. Um, but Carlin, we're thrilled you're here. Uh, we just talked about Carlin in the intro, but if you're a listener of our Patreon, you've heard her lovely voice before and also her hot takes on Batch. Oh, yes. And she is my like smartest Batch friend and like <laughs> the old, like my favorite experience part of the experience of watching this season is just cackling at all of Carlin's texts during batch um and last week I was at a weird Airbnb with like kind of janky wi-fi and I couldn't watch live and she was kind enough to put her thoughts in a note and then I got to follow them along live when I watched on Hulu so that's a pal that Ooh, is a here. pal just truly you know here going above it. and beyond <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to get into everything. We're going to talk a little bit about your dating life in pandemic, your dating life in general, and a recent date. But first, as always, do you have a worst first date story? Well, yes, I do. And as I was saying earlier, this one is several years old, like maybe, I don't know, four or five years, but it's, it was so bad that it's still like at the forefront of my mind. And even though I have an amazing memory, there's no way I could forget what he said. Like, even if I did and anybody would remember it. Um, so at the time I was on Bumble and just like, you know, as you do swiping through and I had a friend, actually a married friend who had never done online dating before. Um, so periodically I would just give her my phone because it was like, you know, a toy for a baby, it would distract her. She just loved it. And I was like, you're getting a lot of joy out of this more than I am. So you go to town. And she found like this one guy and let's, I can't remember his name, but it was like some French motherfucker. And I think it was like Benoit. And for the connection to the bachelor, we're gonna stick with it. His name was Benoit. Uh, and she, and I feel like I had seen the profile before or something, but there was something about it that I was like, oh no. She's like, but why not? You should do it. He's like, he does this, he does that. And I was like, okay, I'll say yes to life, which literally has never gotten me anywhere. <laughs> and I'll go off on this date and we'll see, we'll, we'll see what it's like. And then we go to this bar uh, called Scofflaw, shout out to Scofflaw. Um, but what's important about the bar is that the tables are really close together, which comes into play later. So when we first sit down, he's perfectly nice. Like you have like the initial like, nerves and small talk and everything but there were like little comments that weren't the greatest like I don't know I would like choose whatever drink I chose and he's like oh you're one of those girls oh. but it's not like I you know ordered like 10 Long Island iced teas and I was like whoa I'm ready to go in the state like it was just like one normal cocktail that only like this bar would make so like how I could be like one of those girls for something that didn't like already exist I don't I don't really understand. So whatever the fuck that means. And then at some points he would just like stop talking completely and just stare either at me or at the wall. And not because 
like there was a long conversation like you know and that's the end of my story and then he would stare like i would be talking and he would just look at the wall and not to toot my own horn but i'm going to i am so fucking charismatic and funny and <laughs> when somebody is like i think you know the benefit of being a theater major we talk about this all the time you can play to a room and do what you need to do and if somebody's uncomfortable i'm willing to like put that weight on my shoulders and like carry like drag in this dead ass conversation like i i can do it so then it was like you know oh maybe you were boring um never in a day have i ever been boring thank you very much <laughs> but um, yeah this is a particular brand. This is a like, oh, you're that type of guy thing. Where right. it's like, like people do this. I'm like, who again, I feel like I ask this all the time, but like who raised you? Like Exactly. And like who like what dictionary and I'm sure people are like understanding I'm getting to the point that it's like one of those like pickup artist guys, like that dude, didn't he have like a show on VH one? Yes. He always had like a hat on and that weird, like Yeah. Not a goatee, it's just like a landing strip but not even it's like half of the landing strip <laughs> yes and it's all about like what i'm talking about nagging and i do i'm like yes nagging. that hat yes. Yes. yes okay i don't i don't know if i ever watched the show but i have such a vivid like memory of clips of it and his look so <laughs> right it's like i don't think anybody's ever watched it but you've seen like, the clips or you've seen like a still from it so i think i was definitely getting that vibe and then um at one point we were talking about fitness or whatever and he was saying that when after the date was over, he's going to go home and do his night stretches. And I was like, oh, night stretches, what are those? And then <clears throat> he just, he was like, you don't know? And I was like, that's why I asked. <laughs> and then I said, I mean, like, I can put the two words together, but I've never heard that term before. So I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe it was something beyond that. So just shut down that conversation. And then lull in the conversation he complimented my outfit i was like oh my gosh thank you you know i first date so i'm trying and i just want to make sure i get this verbatim for everybody <laughs> and then he said right i should you know he said yeah it's nice but as for how you're doing you're doing just okay i think but there's still time to improve meaning how you're doing on the date on the date i got like you. a report card in the middle of the date and i was failing apparently Oh, it's like there's still time to improve. God. Yeah, he read those books, like the game <laughs> right. or whatever. He read those and books. And I was like, oh. um, and the saddest thing is like how I said those tables were so close together. There were two girls next to us and they heard him and turned the look on their faces. They were like, they felt so bad for me. And this one girl looked at me like, you in danger, girl. You better get out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, she was I mean, wrong. What a, what a beautiful moment with your table neighbors. Like, I love, I live for a moment yes. like that. But also, like, oh, yeah. this fucking guy. Right. I I wish I, in that moment I had just, like, turned my chair around. It's like, you know what? You're right. I'm, I'm just going to take that failing grade and you can go off in your merry life and your night stretches so after that i was like okay <laughs> i got up to the bathroom to wash my hands and also look for a window that i could jump out of um and decided i was like okay not having fun i'm just gonna go we'll wrap it up and that part was easy and then as we were like walking out of the bar and like about to split our ways he was like oh so what are you doing later tonight and in my head i was like um i don't know I not, no, that's not no nope, no nope, not gonna happen. I was like, I have to get up really early. I'm so sorry. It's like, oh no, I was just curious. And I was like, oh, are you gonna still trying to save the conversation just because I'm a nice person, not because I want to date him? 
um, I was like, oh, are you going to go home and do your night stretches? And then he laughed and he was like, oh, that's a good one. I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And then we parted, ran for my Uber. I was sitting in the Uber just thinking about my life choices and how my married friend was so wrong and I should have listened to myself. Never say yes to life, say yes to yourself. <laughs> and then he texted me and he said, why were you so spiteful at the end? Oh my what what the fuck <laughs> what are you what talking about fuck? what are you talking about and i was like i i text i was like i i really don't understand what you're talking about like i said you can do your night stretches you laughed and like i thought we were making <clears throat> a joke like you know because you said that i was funny and he was like i just think you could have been nicer at the end and I, I didn't say <laughs> so he can dish it out but he can't take it i don't know there's there's so much here god (laughs) and that was the end and i never heard from him again thank god so i guess i failed but no he i feel like yeah you i feel like that is a summation of so many like problematic male behaviors just like the nagging the 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 over super oversensitivity the like being able to dish it out but not take it the like "Mm, you're mean to me and i I don't understand it's like (laughs) fuck off like the negging and also but like wait so what are you doing later why would i do anything with you past this date yeah carlin i knew something like that was coming i just had a feeling from because again this is a very unique story we've never heard of night stretches before however <laughs> thank you we've heard many of these like awful first dates where someone is just totally like literally not even polite or normal he's not acting like a human being on a first date and then despite however mean this person is they they like ask the person to hang out again you in this case or to hang out more it's just I I somehow knew it was coming when you were telling the story it's like someone with that little level of self-awareness and like just ability to pick up on social cues is about to ask you to hang again or later oh I don't get it and I don't understand. I can't imagine like how, and that's the thing about negging that I don't understand. It's like, so do you want me to say like, oh my gosh, I'm so, you're right. I'm doing terrible. Like, how could I do better? What would you like me to say? Like what topic, like, is that what you want? And then who on earth have you ever been on a date with that said that? And like, what about this face and like head snapping and whatever says that I'm going to do that for you? That's the thing that's so upsetting is like it's just like a worm on a fishing pole or bait is I think what it's called. I've what guys I've say. never been fishing. Um <laughs> it's it's like it's bait for people with low self-esteem. You know, that's what's so troubling about it is I feel like when I was younger maybe and had lower self-esteem, I would hear those things and be like I have to work harder. And like that's what's so upsetting is like it is set up to try to I mean maybe not consciously, but it's a vibe for men who want to like you know hook on their fishing pole or whatever women with low self-esteem and then it's good when they're faced with women with high self-esteem who are like i'm all set on this and you but it's like it i'm sure it works on some people and it's people who like aren't confident and it's just sad and i just hate that men are (laughs) the way they are sorry men (laughs) I mean, Sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. Because I bet this guy, obviously, well, I actually don't know. He could 
be interested in men as well. Who knows? But I'm just assuming in his conversations with men, they're not romantic maybe, but he would never speak to them anywhere near this way. And it's almost like you need to be nicer to your date who you're trying to get to know. So then I, I just, I guess there's a very specific kind of brand of man here. I feel like he listens to like Ben Shapiro and like these like <laughs> pro-male people. I just, it's just... It's just a completely inappropriate way to treat any human being, let alone your date. And like, I specifically bet this guy does this to women and women he's intimidated by, honestly. Um, yeah. 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 Oy. Well, that's gross, but it's a good worst first. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they haven't been as bad or worse than that since. So I'll, I'll take that as a win. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Five story. years is a, that's a good distance to put between yourself and your worst first. Um, my God, you're right. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I the love the, the, the two ladies at the other table. I just, I know. I wish if if they if they remember this poor sad girl at Scofflaw five years ago. You are amazing. I hope you guys are living your best lives. You were that night. Thank you for the sympathy. I totally appreciate it. I wish you had just picked your chair up and turned it around to their table and been like, can I sit with you? Right. <laughs> like high school cafeteria style. Just like, I'm kind of okay on this table. I'm going to try yeah. this one. Oh, gosh. Um, I can see their faces in my mind so clearly. Beautiful. Oh. Um, Carlin does have the f- most freakishly accurate memory of anyone I've ever met. Uh, Ooh, and jealous. also, she has the sight. She's a, she's a low key psychic. I'm just sharing yeah. fun facts that I love about Carlin. No, this and it's. I was thinking about it earlier because I've recently the site has been working overtime. Like quarantine is like the site's season, but it's interesting. It's never for myself. It's just for other people, and it'll be like very detailed. Like I've seen Liza's wedding dress. <laughs> okay carlin texted me a picture and was like i think this is your wedding dress and no joke i haven't really like looked for wedding dresses yet and i'm not sure if i'm gonna wear one but i like what what i have seen i'm like i hate all of this i just think i hate every single one i've looked at and carlin texted me a picture it was literally the first wedding dress i liked carlin this is amazing yeah i didn't know this that's crazy (laughs) i know kimmy you're probably next this is good that we're we're talking and i just had (laughs) One about our friend Benton that we went to college with. And in that dream, she was getting, she got engaged. And I saw the guy and I saw the jacket that she was wearing. And I was like, buy this jacket if you don't have it already. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, my favorite thing is when I got a text from Carlin that was like, I had a dream about you. I just get my goddamn popcorn. It's the best. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, that's not a segment at all. <laughs> that's not a segue at all. Um, okay, so we have it to ask a this segment, question. <laughs> it is a segment. All of my segues are just me saying, okay, so speaking of which, when two things don't connect. Um, what we always like to ask this, tell us a little bit about your relationship to relationship. So that can be like how you grew up thinking about relationships, how you see them as an adult, what your vision is for a good relationship, how you feel about it, like where you're at in your dating life. It can be a, a word cloud that encompasses any of those things. Perfect. Um, I guess I would say for like a word cloud kind of thing, I would say even if I'm as about to say it, like, I think it's gross, like a hopeless romantic, but only because if somebody said like, you know, what like example of relationship, relationships did you have growing up? My parents aren't like lovey-dovey or whatever. (laughs) 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 I mean, they're married, but like, you know, other than that, it'd be like, yeah, they just live together. Um, So, but one thing that we, that I was exposed to a lot 
as most people in our generation were Disney movies, but like on steroids. It's like every Friday, I think like instead of interacting with us, my dad would buy a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we had all of them, sorry dad. Um, so I think that was, and I was like, oh, this, that's, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to be walking down the street and this guy's gonna be like, you there. And he's gonna get off his horse or get out of his car and it's gonna be magic. Um, and because of that, I was in love with everyone. <laughs> and I was like, is it him? Is it him? Is it him? <laughs> and, you know, I think like that kind of hopefulness is nice, like at a certain age. And then like later, <laughs> like I said, saying yes to life, not the greatest. Saying yes to everyone, not a good idea, not a strategy <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and now I think, I think it's possible to have like all of those like butterflies and shit. And mainly just because and this isn't my story, but more Liza's. But like when you first started dating Jeff, I was like, you guys are super fucking gross. Wait, no, that's the most important site thing ever. That's a, this wasn't even the site. I'm sorry, I have to say this, but <laughs> I told her, I told her to ask out Jeff, do whatever you need to be, do whatever you need to do to be with Jeff. Cause I was like, he's, it's gonna, I, I don't know that I said he's the one, but I was like, that's a one. And she like, wouldn't do it. And however many years later, I don't remember how you told me the text. And I was like, <laughs> wait, so Carlin, I sent you a text that was like, you're going to freak out. But <laughs> did you say this when you all were in college? Just for anyone who's not informed yet, we can check yes, that out. Sorry, but- when we were in college. Okay. Wow. You predicted I had like it. the mildest <laughs> crush on him, but I was like, I don't know. I don't really know him. I just like his vibe. You know, like I, I didn't, you know, when you have a crush on someone based on nothing, all yeah. the time. And Carlin, and so I wasn't like serious. I wasn't even like trying to get him know, to know him better or whatever. And Carlin was like, do it. Yeah. And that's and like right. the hopeless romantic thing. You're like, it can be him. Just do it. Write him a letter. Say like, I will. I, since then, I, it's like spurred this kind of like <laughs> energy in me that I don't really do it anymore just because people are crazy and you don't know. But like I've, before <laughs> I was at brunch with friends and there's this cute guy, had a piece of paper in my purse wrote down my number. I was like, give me a call. Saw a cute guy waiting for the train. I was like, you're really cute. Here's my number. And, you know, just <laughs> maybe out of the, you know, the the idea, like, it could be anyone. But also, once you knock down that barrier, like, ugh, asking people out is, like, no big thing. And if you're getting a big, like, you know, vibe about it, <laughs> like I was for Liza and Jeff, it's like, just do it. Just do it. And I think that was before I knew I had the site. Like the site was coming through doing, during those years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and look at it now. I'm so impressed. It took me like, what, 50 episodes of this podcast? Not really, but to like ask someone out on Bumble. Like I am truly the opposite of you in terms of my relationship to relationships. However, what I am very inspired, I'm going to go start asking other people out despite being in a relationship. No, but I, I think like it's so true what you said about it's almost like ripping the Band-Aid once you've done it once. It's just like, oh, OK. And I I know it's tricky in COVID times, but I, I feel like that's a really good idea. Just like give your number out in a piece of paper, like try it. Yeah. 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 And then it's not like a huge I mean, obviously, I'm still it's not just like anybody I mean once I thought I saw this cute guy but I think it was like the combination of the lighting and I was 
walking and tired and then he smiled and he only had like two teeth and i was like oh no 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 oh this is the problem with masks right now too it's like you don't have any right yeah so i don't this isn't covid tested you're right (laughs) so so we were in a free world and things are easier but i think you know we build it up to be this huge thing and it's not like all guys or whoever you're think like looking at is i mean there are some dicks that'd be like why are you even talking to me but you're probably not going to be like attracted, like not actually deep down, would you like approach somebody like that? So I just feel like, I don't know, we're all just, you know, a bunch of pussies. So if I could be less of one and ask somebody out, then then like, that's, that's fine. And I like to think that, you know, maybe a guy's like, oh man, I'm so glad that she did that because I didn't think I would be able to, or I didn't think she would be whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, then it's just done. But then after that, if I, if you're like, like online dating when or any conversation when you're talking to somebody you ask them a question they answer it they ask you a question back but then you get the guys that don't answer or ask questions back i cannot stand that what do you want me to do what do you and i think they think like oh well it's bumble you should be taking initiative that doesn't that's not what that means that's not that's that's not the marketing plan. It's just, I sent you the first message and I already did that. Like, if you don't know how to have a conversation and ask me a question, like this guy just would say, he would answer it and just say, LOL all the time. No. And I'm like, okay. So is my question to so be like, what are you laughing at? And then he would probably just say, LOL again. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, and even no, I, charismatic as I am, I can't, I can't do that. I, yeah, you gotta, it's gotta be a little bit of a tennis match. Like, even if somebody's better at tennis, I've also never played tennis, but you know, I, <laughs> like, even if somebody is better at it, it's like, you still gotta try to hit the ball back. Like, it's, we used to do categories, like our, what, our last um, regular dater, we would do, when we would talk about her dates, we would do these categories, and one of them was like, basically did they ask questions about you that got outside of the typical first date fair like where are you from what do you do do you have siblings you know like did they ask any interesting one question (laughs) yeah just like because it's so rare these like people men a lot of times but also a lot of people just aren't always really taught like how that it should be a back and forth like this is Funny, but did it? Did you guys watch Dating on the Spectrum, the show on Netflix mm-hmm. about um, mm-hmm. people on that the autism good. spectrum, like dating? It's a really, really great docu series. <laughs> but there's a, a coach who comes in and like trains these uh, most uh, people who are on the autism spectrum, mostly like young people, kind of how to date. And they talk about like the balance of conversation and how it's like you you ask them some questions, they ask you some questions, you try to share something, then you ask them to share something, and how it's a back and forth. And I was like, this dating coach should teach every man. <laughs> like, yes. like, it's just not a lot of people. So many worst first dates we get are people being like, he just didn't talk or ask me a single question. Or like, sometimes he just wouldn't look at me like you were saying. <laughs> like, it's just what? Yeah. And then like remind those same men to do it because in real life, unless you're Carlin's date that she just discussed, usually just like <laughs> going silent and staring at a wall doesn't work. It gets awkward. You have to say something at least. But on the apps before you get there, like to your point, Carlin, the LOLs, like the AIM middle school messaging, it's like that's not going to work. You need to have some sort of an actual question for me or topic of conversation. I don't know. Do you have a favorite app or apps? 
I actually, so I had been, I mean, Tinder is trash, but we all know that, right? Like, I don't, that's clear. (laughs) Oh, we should also Uh, mention, I don't know if we mentioned, but you're in Chicago. Because I think city is kind of important for like, what's the dating vibe of a city. So I want, I want that to, to be on the record. Yes. So I had been doing Bumble, but then I had a weird not a oh, no it was weird no it was good I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't, I, that one is like an entirely episode on its own in all honesty um so TBD but after that experience I was like let me try something else because Bumble was just weird and like too many fish pictures and I understand that like if you're passionate about it like you should include that picture but it was just too many for me um so I downloaded hinge and like in the beginning so i'm not like a social media person at all um i mean i was in college and then i don't know what happened but a lot of them in the beginning would like require facebook and i was like ugh, gross (laughs) i'm not doing it and now they don't do that anymore because they shouldn't uh but so i got on hinge because i had a guy friend he was like oh yeah I miss, I mean, he's in a relationship, but he was like, I miss being on Hinge. And it's like, eh, I don't know if you're hmm. in the greatest relationship then. <laughs> so, but thank you for the recommendation. And it's, I actually really like it. And I don't know that it's, um, I mean, I guess it's the guys are different ish. I mean, you still get like some fish pictures, but I think also my profile is just different. Like they give you prompts and questions, which I love. Cause I think that's, and when I'm like carrying a conversation, that's essentially what I'm doing. Just giving people like random ass prompts so that it's not like, you know, oh, where are you from? Like, what did you do in college? And like Hinge kind of already sets you up for that. So honestly, like if you're still failing after that, like, I don't know what to tell you, but they had like really great things. And something that I had made a joke, I had thought of it before and I was talking to Liza <laughs> about it. I don't know how it came up, but I was like, oh, I would really love <laughs> a guy that was like, you're talking about like guys being able to like fix things or reach things or just like, you know, testosterone and like stuff. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I would love a guy that's handy with things and then handsy with me. And then we were just like, it's great. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. I was like, oh my God, I should put that on my profile. And then I did. And it's a fucking banger, man. Like they <laughs> fucking love it. on there. <laughs> And I'm like, boom. So in that, in that way, just like being honest with, my silliness or whatever um has worked like really well for me and I do take pride in like at least from what other guys profiles it sounds like most girls do the whole like what's that thing I'm like a Pam looking for her chin oh god like yeah adventurous and (laughs) that Marilyn Monroe quote like if you can't like handle me at my words you don't deserve me things like that and I've never done those things one because they're not me and I've just always been me I guess which is really I think sometimes we're like afraid to do but I'm like entirely too lazy to pretend which is probably why I didn't make it as an actor um <laughs> I mean same <laughs> we're, we're, you're in company. Yeah. all theater it's like can't I just be me <laughs> <laughs> I had a um that reminds me there was this one the show I was in senior year do you remember Stacy? Liza yeah she was the director and the, this character I think the show is called like Harlem Duet um oh, yeah I remember seeing yeah. that yeah and 
as she was, we were doing the scene, practicing, she was like, so, and the, these two characters were arguing. She's like, can you do something other than roll your eyes at him? And I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did it. And she was like, oh, that was so great. But in my head, I was like, oh, this is so much work. You know, be better <laughs> is rolling my eyes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they'll get it <laughs> anyway. But in terms of just like being yourself. So I think I've had, um, I've had way more fun on Hinge than, than Bumble. Um, and it's going, it's going well. I mean, it's going. So I had, I've had two, two dates. One that I was just like not feeling it. And I think the other thing, I was talking to my cousins about this yesterday, is that, so I was saying like, oh, and one of these guys who actually ended up ghosting me, which we'll get to later, but he, we had talked on the phone before our date, which in a time of COVID, I think is happening like more frequently. <laughs> and it's interesting. And I kind of like it because then, I was saying, I was like, oh, and he totally passed the voice test. And my male cousins were like, what? There's a voice test? Like, bro, girls and their tests. And I was like, it's not like an actual, like there, I don't like have a scale that I'm like holding up to the phone and like test it. It's just like, do I like the sound of your voice? Because like, I'm gonna be hearing it if we date. It's like not a huge deal. But I think it's also when you're meeting somebody in person, you're all of those tests or all of those things that you're like, curious about that you get it all at once like as soon as you meet somebody it's like bam 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 and then if there's something off like you can know but online dating it's like piece by piece by piece it's grammar mm -hmm. do they know <laughs> how to talk like via text do they text back like how quickly and it's all these things and then sometimes those things are like easier to get past like if you're not like totally into the way he texts or if he takes too long but then the other things like something like physical that might be really important to you you may not get that until like the very end after you've done all that work and sometimes it doesn't matter and sometimes it does but this one guy we like met up outside like in a park which was totally fine but the way that he waved at me I knew it wasn't gonna work I was like, uh. <laughs> and he had passed which the voice test sorry I just want to confirm is this the same um, one or no no, no, this was a different one. Oh, okay, so we okay. didn't have a phone conversation. So I would say that also, yeah, he didn't pass. Got it. Pass that either. And I'm sure they'll be like, oh, what? You didn't know? You knew you didn't like because of the way he waved? And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know what you want. I mean. I knew what I want. I and then I just later through attraction. other things. You could tell attraction stuff, I think, pretty quickly. But wait, yeah. let's go back. I want to break these down a little bit. Yes. So let's go back to okay, so you're doing some pandemic dating. Yes. How A, how has that been? Like are you're doing some phone screens and then you're <laughs> doing like outdoor dates or what is it like in in Chicago, the the yes. pandemic dating scene, especially as it gets colder. Yeah, so Chicago has that unique issue. Um and usually for like the park date so because we just sat outside and in my head I was like oh so it was maybe like 40 degrees and I'm like that's not bad which it isn't um but to sit there like immobile for like an hour and a half I was like oh this is really cold I don't know that I like this <laughs> and then any other thing that you're supposed to be like focusing on during a date and like being open and loose I'm just thinking about like how fucking cold I am yeah. um so that's been interesting but so other than that like so that one didn't have a phone screen, but the guy that ghosted me, we did talk on the phone. Um, and it was like, it was, it was really nice. And we were going to go out. So that particularly particular week, you could still like go outside for a drink, but I think we have passed 
that moment. And with the COVID restrictions, I don't think, I think you can still do outdoor dining and some places have like heated areas, but they're way downtown. And I don't think that really that's even going to be an option for us. They're probably just trying to, I mean, you know, I, I imagine we'll go into, into a complete lockdown. Um, but beyond that, we decided to get coffee because like those will always be open and they did have some seating outdoors but that was also like this is really cold even though I had coffee mm -hmm. um so it's been interesting because then you could say like oh well we could just take a walk but living right on the lake and then it gets so windy if you're like yelling at them and then you're yelling at them through your mask <sighs> so I don't really know so right now I'm trying like just doing like this weekend I had two um what would you say virtual first dates yeah uh and those are fun. They Hinge actually has a thing where if you call them through the app, they have prompts like in there Ooh. already and a bunch of categories. And so when we signed on, I was like, Ooh, let's do these. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And I was like, okay, oh, <laughs> but maybe later. I know yeah, that's, he was yeah. like, well, I just want to talk first. And I was like, but these are, these, uh, they these know what they're so doing. Good. They're like, you know, right. trying to make money off of us dating <laughs> so yes and then it's just like you know so i don't have to think up of like the stupid questions like you know what vegetable would you be <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know whatever whatever the cool questions are that the cool kids are asking each other um that's also fun because it's like let's take the work out of this but i don't like the vibe not to shit on this particular date that you have told us one thing about but i also think if someone <laughs> like proposes something in a first date you should just fucking do an improv and just say yes you know like yeah. i think it's weird to be like no let no i don't want to do that thing you said let's do this other thing just be like yeah fuck yeah let's answer i'll answer this weird question like i just think it speaks yeah. to like a gameness that i want to see in people but also you've told me one detail about this virtual first date so i'll save i'll say i'll reserve my yeah. judgment for but 12 seconds well i think that's fair because like we we're talking about before i think there's like a level of silliness that i have that if like you're not vibing with which is totally fine i mean i'm ridiculous um i mean it's not gonna it's it just wouldn't work because i can't turn it off i'm just gonna say random shit all the time and I'm gonna want to play these stupid games like you know especially in COVID like so you don't want to have fun like what are you doing instead yeah but he, he <laughs> point. what would you do if you were you know in dating this person and quarantined together and they didn't want to have any fun or play games right. they don't even play a yeah. fucking word game with you on the app right <laughs> yeah no uh and it's like those things like that um it wasn't this because I think the what is it like 36 questions to fall in love oh yeah yeah or that make you fall in love or whatever it wasn't that but like I think like that idea or even like cards against humanity it's like it's not like the concept isn't new to play like you know a crazy word game like that it's not like oh why would we do that because it's fun yeah. But it's not 36 questions to fall in love, so calm down. Like, right. I don't know. And it's also like it shows you something about someone that would have taken longer to get to otherwise. Yes. Like, I always appreciate that, too, where it's like we could talk about how many siblings we have and what their jobs are and where they live. But, you know, we're going to find that shit out eventually. Like, I'd rather know a, something a little bit more deeper a little oh my god i just said more deeper guys so it works i'll be fucking it. signing off thank you i'm, <laughs> I'm done podcasting officially no uh but you know it's like that doesn't 
th- those questions, those first date questions are so fucking boring. And you kind of like do have to knock through them. Like it's not like it's so usually socially acceptable to be like, so tell me about, you know, your first childhood memory or whatever. Like, again, <laughs> what kind of vegetable would you be? But it's like if there's a prompt there, then you kind of can do it because they're prompting you. I actually prefer those dates. Like I'll, depending on the person, I'll be like, can we not do the boring questions and we can just do like everything you're not supposed to talk about, like politics, religion, et cetera. Um, I mean, not to, I don't like, you know, don't want to like start it to like, what's your favorite position or anything? Cause then it just like <laughs> gets, it goes down a road that you can't come back from. <laughs> um, I just picture you at the bar asking someone that, but you're wearing a trench coat and nothing under it. And you're like, so. (laughs) Like, it would be like as, oh my gosh, I just can't. I would be so uncomfortable. (laughs) But I think it's Bumble did have have one. I had actually probably like the greatest like in-app conversation on there. And the question was like, what would be your platform if you were running for president? Um, and I said, jokingly, I would want to make mustaches okay again. I love a good mustache. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think Tom Selleck, not everybody's going to be Tom Selleck. I understand that. But I think beyond the, like, like thin Sharpie line, like, they look, they look pretty good. So I, I would do that. Like, Taft, Teddy, they looked great. What's, what's unpresident or non-presidential about, like, somebody having facial hair? Anyway. I could talk about that. No, forever. I I dig it. We need a president with a mustache again. We do. Thank you. Fine, or or a woman <laughs> with a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. Yeah. Whatever comes first. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Um so so what are your feelings on So do you this is something that kind of got brought up in our secret Facebook group. Shout out join the secret Facebook group everybody. But um so you're you're like actively dating right now and very like proactive about it. Does that feel, how do you feel about doing that in a, in a pandemic? Like, does it feel to you like, like, do you feel hopeful about it? Or do you have concerns about it? Tell me your feelings. <laughs> I feel hopeful about it. I feel like um, maybe not the best time, but when would be the right time? Like at the, when I had first like gotten back on the apps, like we weren't even talking about vaccines. Like it wasn't even part of the conversation. So like to wait for something like that would be crazy. And then just in general, it's going to be winter soon. So if I can like have it figured out before then, you know, yeah, makes the season, it's the reason for the season. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my feelings about it were, I was actually just watching like a stupid, like teen rom-com because they don't like make rom-coms for adults anymore they're just like all based on teens in high school like being in love and being inappropriate um but I was like oh my gosh I love each other so much like I want that and I was like I can have that if these two like 30 year olds playing like 18 year olds can do it in this movie like I can do that and so I finally decided to like to take the initiative because I hadn't been on the apps in a long time I guess I was trying to do like more like in-person stuff but and it's not that we're nobody would be able to do that or we're not in that world anymore but like I don't I mean I go out and stuff but I don't know that I would want to like <laughs> meet like the dive bar I go to I don't know that I would want to meet anybody there of the the general clientele so um I think for me it was just like a deliberate decision like 
you want this, you got to go out or get on the app and do it and try it. Um, so yeah, that was, that. that's, I'm hopeful. I mean, I don't think it'll be bad. I also think I genuinely like meeting new people and I think and seeing what the apps are like. And since I'm having a positive experience, like I don't mind like drawing it out for a little bit longer to see what happens. I know that some people like will have bad experiences and then they like completely delete the app and say like, oh, I'm done with this, which totally get like, it is pretty rough sometimes, but um I guess I've set the intention that it won't be rough for me. And so far it has, I mean, you know, a few bumps, but people are crazy, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is, you have such a healthy outlook attitude. Like again, who am I? Why, why am I telling you I'm not a therapist, but just, I think I just envy <laughs> like you, the, it's like very realistic, but upbeat and positive. Like I do feel it's even though, you know, Liza and I aren't actively dating right now. We're talking to listeners or hearing from them all the time. And like, I just can't imagine how, like, there are so many reasons I don't want to do anything just because of this quarantine and pandemic. Like, everything feels a little harder and dating just seems exceptionally difficult. But I also think just, yeah, keeping that fresh mindset. I don't know. I feel like rejuvenated via your experience. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I think the other thing is like if I only have to make the top quarter of my body presentable, like I'll do it. It's a dream. Easy. Yep. <laughs> I have not even been able to do that as, <laughs> as evidenced by you guys are looking at me in the clothes I've been wearing for at least twenty four hours. I took a I shower yesterday amazing. around this time, put these clothes on, haven't fucking <laughs> this is it. I will say, as per usual, Carlin, our guest, is just blowing Liza and I out of the water in terms of looks. <laughs> like I'm in like a yeah, you quarter look great. zip. <laughs> Like, uh, it's, yeah. Carlin has a necklace. I mean, I didn't look like this all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. What's a good, what's a good wrap up question? What's a good, how do we bring this all together? How do we achieve the singularity? Ooh. What kind of vegetable would you be if you were a vegetable? Oh God, I don't even know. That was a terrible example. <laughs> um, but like one of the questions that I like to ask um, is, what's something that you could, you most definitely couldn't live without. And it can't be like family, friends, water, any of that bullshit. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, you're not bullshit, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's been interesting. Cause I think a lot of people or in my experience, like don't have an answer. And I only ask it cause I do have an answer and, and maybe it's stupid that I'm thinking about it, but like, I could not live without, music mm -hmm. I have a playlist for like every second of my life and I choose it now because I once there was a guy I met on there and like the guy that ghosted me which I should have known was a red flag but there was one guy that he was like oh well the surprising thing about me is that I don't listen to music oh <laughs> I was like my cousin's like um he's clearly a serial killer how could anybody not do that um and it's totally fine that he doesn't but like I feel like that's the way that I communicate that's how I cook that's how I get ready in the morning it's just always it's just always on and then if somebody didn't feel that same way and it doesn't I mean we don't necessarily have to have the same like music taste unless he only likes house music then it's not gonna work <laughs> um but I think I don't know the level of passion that I have for music like instead of like blood in my veins it's literally music and that's how intense it is for me. And I feel like I could just talk about it forever. So if I'm able to do that on a date, and I think people that feel a similar or close to that way, 
it like lets their guard down and we can talk about that. Um, but yeah, that would be my answer. And I've gotten some interesting answers. I had one guy that said um, he couldn't live without excitement and like adrenaline because mm. he skydives and does like all this other crazy shit. Um, he's also the one that ghosted me, but <laughs> it was a good answer. So. Well, that adrenaline of ghosting someone and right, waiting to right. see yeah. 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 Right. the thrill of never texting Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I tried. Sorry. No, I think that's... <laughs> Such a good That's question. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. It, Kimmy, do you have an answer? Do I have an answer? Yeah. Well, you know. I uh, want to know yours. My gut reaction was like TV, which is terrible. <laughs> but in a way. <laughs> I was fine too. <laughs> it was like TV. Before you even said music, it was like TV quickly psycho through wine, food. Like it was very much yeah. like, oh, I guess food doesn't count. Sorry. But like really great food. Um, uh, yeah. I think though when I think about myself on dates I loved getting into conversation with people about what they were watching or what they had watched just like I'm not as good with like movies but like series and I don't know it was fun to talk about that like top five series of all time I wouldn't actually grill people on that on a first date but I liked conversations like that because I yeah yeah, I'm into tv (laughs) it's important I mean it's important to like yeah, it's hard when something you really love, like it's dumb, but I really like that Jeff likes to go see plays. Like it would, I would be, it would really bum me out if I had to drag my partner to see Broadway show. Like even if it's a cheesy Broadway show that doesn't get super well reviewed, I'm like, let's get cheap tickets and go. Like it's going to be fun. Like it, whatever, you know, we'll take a gummy and go to this shitty Broadway show. And it's like, <laughs> it would significantly bum me out if, that was like something he just had no interest in. You know, you gotta have, it's gotta be like a, an, enough of a, you want people to be able to participate in the shit you like. Like that's, yeah. I think, pretty important. It's, I feel like I know some couples with very disparate interests and it's a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In relation to TV though, something that I've done before, but it was one of my cousins though, so maybe it wasn't as weird, but we traded each other to see like what the recommendations came up for our YouTube apps. And it was fascinating. I, for somebody I've known like my entire life and we hang out all the time, I feel like I learned so much more about my cousin to see like what he was watching. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. But then also like, you know, other things that I wouldn't think that he would be into that he was watching. So I definitely think there's something, it's it's kind of almost like when you show somebody a photo and it's like, don't scroll. But with the YouTube, it, like at least assuming it's like, okay, but it's um, it's a nice little peek. I like that you could do it with like your Netflix too. Not necessarily yeah. what they recommend, but just like what you've been watching. Because I'd have to be watched, like, yeah. yes, I started that weird like Christmas <laughs> decorating show and it was bad, yes. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you yeah. talk about that <laughs> real quick. I love that. 100%. And I think with uh, a virtual date, you could easily like screen share quickly if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Just real quick. Just a quick it. peek. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun virtual dating game. Um. Cool. Well, Carlin, this has been so fun. Wait, what's your thing? Oh, my thing that I can't live yeah. without? Or what vegetable um, you are. I don't know if I have a great one. My first impulse, I'll be super honest, like gut check impulse was TV. But it might be quarantine saying doing that. Like, sure. I had a moment where I was like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, I mean, I do have a lot of like just bougie shit. Like I, I really nice bed linens. <laughs> I don't know like some shit where I'm like I don't know I'm an asshole but I really feel the need to have like a dank bed that I can just disappear into yes um and 
you know, I, I, it's actually not dissimilar to Kimmy's. I would also say like really like soul affirming food, like eating, but not to live. I don't know if that goes against your rules, Carlin. No, like, no, no. Eating out of a place of like joy. Yes. <laughs> like yes. cooking that way and eating that way and like planning out meals. Like I have like a, a, a sort of stressful week that's ending in a couple days and I am like, I have been thinking about the dank um, meal. I'm going to get Lartuzzi, which is like my favorite, like not super fancy, but a little fancy Italian place in the city. And I like know exactly what I'm going to order. And that meal is like my f- my little freedom nugget at the end of a long week, yes. a tough week. And like, so I feel like it might be that uh, of like just eating from a from a place that is deep in my soul. Yeah, that counts. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> Um, Carlin, thank you so much. It's been so fun. I feel like, I mean, obviously I could talk to you forever because, you know, we've been friends for like 12 years or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> I do come too. back. Yes, please come back. Me too. Yes, please have me. I mean, who knows? Like I will still have, I mean, I have another one later this week. So a date. Plenty. Yeah, we'll have to have you yeah, back to, to talk share. about like, let's, the we'll update. have you back and yes. talk about a date and we can do the categories and stuff. Ooh, yeah. That would be fun. Okay. Yeah, we have done the categories in a minute. Uh, this Amazing. was great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And everyone listening, we love you guys. You know our social. I won't bore you. <laughs> we love you. And go on a virtual date. Yeah. Ask a question. Mm. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.